The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hello, I'm Vern Davis, and I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. And I am really honored today. Uh, my guest today is the youngest black dispensary owner in the country. We, we should almost say that twice. The youngest black dispensary owner in the country. A recent feature proclaimed him the epitome of a self-made businessman who created his own opportunities. That's a great American story. And I want you all to welcome uh, today on our show, Shaywoon Adedeje, and he is the CEO and founder of Elevate Cannabis. And Elevate is E-L-E-V with the number eight, Cannabis. Good morning. How are you, Shaywoon? Looking forward to having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me on, and good morning to you, too. I love the energy when I jumped on here. You guys are, y'all made me laugh and smile this morning, so thank you for that. That was good. Hey, good. man, hey, if it if it slows down, let me know, because we want to keep it rolling, okay? <laughs> okay, let's keep it rolling. That's great. Well, look, what I said at the beginning of this show about you, uh, it's very three sentences, uh, but it's very impactful and very important. And I want people to understand who you are and what you've done and what you are doing. And that's the purpose of our conversation uh, today. And I know that you are here in America, but you originate from Africa. Uh, you actually, you came from Africa at a very young age and and uh, to the United States, to South Chicago, et cetera. And we'll talk about that. But um, Shay Wound, uh, do you remember Nigeria, where you originally are from? Do you remember that back in the day? I'm sure you may have gone back, but at the early part of your life. Absolutely. Uh, that's what drives me to hustle so hard is yeah. uh, one of the reasons why I work so hard is because I tell people as much as the United States is not perfect, I've been, I lived in a third world country before and I've seen poverty at a mastery level and I've seen lack of access to education on a different level than most of us here in the United States experience. So it, it, it's one of my driving force to really want to work as hard as I do today um, knowing that, you know, in, in a third world country, it's politicians. They rule it all. You say sure. the wrong thing, you die. You yeah. know, no, there's no if and but. No. Uh, y'all, y'all in America, y'all got freedom of speech. I'm excited for y'all. I'm just like, oh, I can, I can talk? Great. Um, you know, so I, I think that having lived that lifestyle where you see uh, the world in a different light and you come to a place like the United States, well, once again, it's not perfect, right. but the opportunity if you leverage and you hustle and you and you know who you are and you have a purpose, uh, the 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 opportunity is there compared to a third world country where 
is either you're rich or poor. Period. Yeah. Well, there's no in between. It's correct. And yeah. and uh, hey, uh, this is the the land of dreams and where it can come true. Right. That's that's what we're supposed to rep- represent. And I think that's 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 awesome. And and here I am talking to someone who's who's living proof of that. And um, I want to know about. Uh, because of where you are, you, you there's a foundation there. Tell me about your parents. Yeah, uh, so I I moved to uh, Chicago, Illinois, at the age of three, turning four, and okay. I came out and I lived with my stepmom, and okay. my dad is already here, so I lived with my dad. My yeah. dad was a hardworking man. He was yeah. he was honestly just a, a hustler. He uh, he owned a trucking company. He was a truck driver. Okay. Uh, then he, um, you know, and my stepmom, she, she worked. Um, she was, you know, I, I lived in a not so wholesome home. If you yeah. ever watched Cinderella, if there was a male figure, I was Cinderella. <laughs> and um, my stepmom was the uh, stepwoman. Uh, her so, okay. Was, uh, you know, so it was an interesting dynamic and, uh, but I thank her today. Honestly, I would not be the man that I am. I wouldn't have the type of empathy that I have if it was not for her. So as as much as my childhood was hard, sure. and, um, it, it, it was definitely something that uh, molded me to be who I am today. Yeah. Um, so your dad owned his own business? Yeah, he did. He was uh he was a tr- he owned a trucking company. So entrepreneurialism, that's where you know, when you think about it, that's where that mindset. You saw a man, did he have to work hard, right? He had to do a lot of different things. He took chances. Absolutely. Good days and bad days, right? Absolutely. One of the hardest working men that I've seen. He's definitely a hustler. Um and, and what happened was his company um they he yeah. got into an accident. And doing that, that's when I started learning that, you know, you got to get good insurance, you know, got yeah. into an accident. And when you usually work with big corporations, there's, there's ways where they take care of you, they compensate. But as a business owner, that definitely was devastating because all his trucks broke down. He got into an accident mm-hmm. and there was no revenue coming in. So that definitely put us in hard times. And I looked at that and I said, I never want to be in this position ever in my life. Yeah. So, man, that's a powerful message uh, there. And and he was so he was role modeling uh, the, the, the good times. You saw the good times and you saw the bad times. So you, you you learn how to deal with both. Now, you went to from south side of Chicago. When did you guys move to Texas? Yeah, so South South Chicago, we stayed there till I was like, I was young. I was about five, six. We moved to Joliet, then we moved to Bolingbrook. Um, okay. And after that, when I got arrested for marijuana possession at the age of 13, I was 13? At 13, I got arrested. Most people would not look at me. I, I was I was I was one of those bad kids. I was I got kicked out of every school. Okay. Um, I, I I got suspended. I I was I was a kid because you know. My family at the time when my dad got into that accident, it put us in a financial difficulty. Yeah. And so I never wanted them to worry about me. And, and I saw him like, you know, hurting. And so I was just like, you know what? 
I'm just going to do whatever it takes to really just go out there and just hustle for myself. I don't really need to rely on them uh, to make money. So I was a kid, you know, shuffle snow, like if I needed to in the wintertime, mm-hmm. you know how cold it gets out there in Illinois, yeah. uh, you know, uh, rape, leaves, um, you know, do whatever I needed to do to make some uh, residual income. Um, after that, I also was the candy man in school. I had a duffel bag of candy. The cafeteria ladies' uh, markup was extraordinary. And uh-huh. to cut them, and you know, the kids knew me as a candy man. I was like, I used to go at the kids like, bro, I know you like Alexis. I got some gum for you. What's up? <laughs> that was your. That's it. <laughs> so how? Did, <laughs> so you you became the real candy man. I really at did. school. Now, how old were you then? Was that during that? I was, I was in like sixth, seventh grade. Okay. I, I always like an entrepreneur. I, I hate relying uh, on people. Yeah. I, I just hate like, you know, relying on people because you get disappointed. So I feel like, you know what, I'm just going to write my own destiny with my hands. I believe in the blank page. So yeah. um, I just, yeah, I just, I just kept, I, I was just a hustler. I just, I just kept, you know, selling candy. I found out that there was more profit margins in cannabis. So yeah. I selling cannabis. When did you actually, let's go there. When did you actually uh, start working the plant? When did you, when did you actually start, start actually selling candy? Cause it's, you sold candy first, which is yeah. so crazy. And, and then, and then you, when did you start doing cannabis? I, I was, I think it was in about seventh grade. I've been around cannabis. Uh, yeah. It was sixth and seventh grade. I've been around cannabis. My brothers uh, use cannabis heavily okay. I've been around it, but I never really partake. Um, okay. So when I wanted, one, one of my friends was actually growing. I'll never forget this. He was growing in his house. He was in high school. Okay. Middle school. Him and his uh, his brother, um, me and him were friends. We went to the same school. And his brother was like, look, bro, I got some weed. I can spot y'all product. If y'all want to make some money. I was looking at him. I was like, oh, I can make some money? Yeah. Like, give me the product. That's like, the hey. magic words for you. Yeah, that was yeah. magic words. And I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm always looking at creative ways to make money. So at then, it just seemed like a, you know, a, it was it, it seemed like a straightforward answer for me. So I was like, absolutely, I will be your distributor, period. What, that, and that's, so that's the beginning. That was the beginning. Friend's house, yeah. good friend, brother. And you made the decision that that was the road to money. Exactly. And that's how it began. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. That, well, you know, that's that's very interesting. Um, Shay Woon, we're going to take a break. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. And I'm here today hanging out with Shay Woon. And he is the CEO and founder of Elevate Cannabis. And we're going to learn more about that in a few minutes. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. 
Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. We'll continue our discussion with Shay Woon, Shay Woon Adedeje, who uh, is the CEO and founder of Elevate Cannabis. And uh, we just had a really uh, cool conversation, and we're talking about how you actually got into cannabis and how that really became a part of your life and how that that happened so so you're in the sixth or seventh grade and your 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 friend's brother said he's going to spot you guys he'll spot you guys if you want to make some money and you said basically hell yes let's do this and uh because you're all about taking care of yourself and you're an entrepreneur candy man and all so so tell us what 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 happened there how long did you do that with him yeah. So I did it for a couple of months successfully and I was making more money than I ever made in my life. And okay. while I was doing this, I uh, got arrested one day. Uh, for, okay. Uh, they, we got busted and um, it was- at school? Where were you? It was in yeah. school. We got busted in school. And at that moment, I was terrified not to, you know, I'm not going to stand. I was more terrified that my dad is after <laughs> And yeah. he's using whoopings. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as tough as I was in school, and I'm, I'm you know, I was a tough kid. Yeah. And it was more of like, oh my God, how do I face my dad and my stepmom? Because yeah. he loves having a reason. Torture <laughs> 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 me. I'm sitting there like, holy smokes, like my life is like, you know, done for. Yeah. Um, so you, I remember going to the police station and them taking my fingerprints, uh, taking photos, uh, calling my stepmom to come pick me up. Um, and she's saying, no, I'm at work. You can sit there. <laughs> and and uh, the police officer was like, hey, look, you know, blah, blah, blah. You really got to pick him up. And she she came. She came. Uh-huh. And man, uh, the words that were spoken that day, I was terrified. I was yeah. holy smokes. Um, and, uh, and hold behold, I did get the, 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 uh, craziest butt whooping I've ever had in my yeah. life. 
Yeah, from your dad? You said what? From your dad? Oh, yeah, from dad, mm-hmm. pastors, whoever you name it. People were praying over me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at, at the end of the day, it was, it was, uh, it was a moment in my life where it was, it, I had to get uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable to realize and to really self-reflect and say, you know, yeah. this is really the path that I want to, you know, take. Cause I've seen people that have taken this path and I've seen where they ended up. And I'm a big like um, equation fanatic. I'm like, you know, if the, if you're not getting the right answer, you got to plug in a, a different number. It's like, mm-hmm. why? mix plus b right you gotta if you're not getting the results you want there's something that you know you you you're so powerful like us as human beings i truly feel like we're powerful decision is everything if this decision led you here change yeah. the decision pattern and make a different one so that's what i did that's it's a great perspective yes thank you so i um i moved to uh dallas texas because my uh, parents split up uh-huh. And um, I lived with my auntie, and this was my, around my freshman year. So I, I I went and I lived with my auntie. She took me in, and my auntie was the first woman ever to show me what true love really looked like. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I started Elevate Cannabis, to really spread that love and that authenticity, because I see a lot of us... Uh, black man, African American man. It's like we're we're not truly our authentic self. It's like we portray a certain things because this is what we feel like we need to be, mm-hmm. or you know, or we can't really express our emotions the way we really need to, or because it's not cool. Because growing up, that's how it was. It was like sure. up, you have to be hardcore. Yeah. But um, but how not- did she help you with that perspective? Yeah, she just never, like, gave up on me. Um, You know, I used to get in trouble a lot, and the first thing is hateful words that were spoken, or, you know, you just get a beating. I remember one night in particular, I went to a party, and my auntie, she's a little older, and um, I thought she was going to beat the mess out of me. Like, she she was sitting in the living room. I got home about 3, 4 (laughs) a.m. I'll never forget this, right? She sat in the living room. And um, I walk in thinking I was slick, like the lights were off. I'm like tiptoeing inside the house, had a great time. And she just, you know, like I turn on the light and I see her sitting in the living room and I was terrified. I was like, this young lady's been sitting here and I respect my auntie. And, uh, And the first thing she said was, did you have fun? I said, yes. She said, Okay, I just want to make sure you made it home safe. And at that moment, I was shocked. I was like, "Is like, what's going on? She's way too cool." You were playing checkers. She was playing chess. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, so it was like a a mind, you know, like I was mind boggled by by it, and just her continuously just showing me love. Like she, she was like, "Yeah, I made some food for you." You might be hungry and just that that passion, that care. Mm-hmm. And and I knew she was disappointed. You could see yeah. it in her face and you could see it. And and at that moment, it kind of broke me. She didn't really have to beat me or do anything. It was just more of the disappointment in her yeah. voice that really was like, okay, I really got to change. I respect her way too much to put her through this. Man, that is that is powerful. Now, you, you said something that... that um, uh, this, th- she is one of the reasons the love that she showed you is one of the reasons you created Elevate 8. So th- tell tell us about Elevate 8. How did it come about? Because now you're back into cannabis. So how, how did this, tell me the difference, you know, from, you know, 
Texas with your with your aunt and and how, and the space there between that and Elevate 8. How did that all happen? Yeah, so I, you know, went to high school, did pretty good. And yeah. at that point, I was a DECA child, so I, I didn't have papers. So in the back of my head, I couldn't go to school, college, after high school. Wow, that's been in the news a lot over the last couple of years. Exactly. Yeah. So I couldn't go to college after, so I was... I was demoralized. Like I was defeated personally because even though I had good grades, I knew I couldn't go to college yeah. uh, because of my status and, and getting getting scared you're going to get deported. But I still applied myself. I joined FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America. I excelled one state, went to nationals, which took me back to Illinois, placed top in national, joint key club. I really just diversified my 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 uh, my friends. Like I had, I was cool with the football kids. I was also cool with the smartest Asian kids. I was the only black kid in the FBLA. Like just you can look at the picture. It was like yeah. black kid. Um, but I was I was determined to just get uncomfortable and put myself in a different position. Um, so yeah, so fast forward and mm -hmm. after high school, we graduated, Obama passed the DECA Act, which gave me the ability to apply, get it and start college. I, I went to college and I truly found out college was not for me. Um, I got a job as a technician one time and I remember how I got that job. I applied to be a janitor, honestly. And the lady that interviewed me was a friend of, um, I wrestled in high school. And, okay. the, and the lady, I used to teach her son how to wrestle because I was a really good wrestler. I was great. <laughs> her And I used to teach her son. So when she was interviewing me, she was like, hey, you went to Bowie. I was like, oh yeah, I did. She was like, you know my son? I was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. She was like, oh, you're shit blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, yeah, she was like, you used to teach my kid, my son. So she sat there and she was like, Sharon, you don't want this job. This is the job I'm gonna put you in. I was like, in my head, I was like, you need a college degree to get that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, don't worry, we're training you how to do the job. There you I was go. Like, Boom. So at this point, in an early age, I'm finding out. Like, it's really who you know and who yeah. knows you um, for you to really move up the ladder and just, like, really get things done. That's big business lesson right there. Huge. Yeah. Huge. That that made an impression on you. How old were you then? At, at that time, I was in college. I, I, I was about 19, 20, like, yeah. 20 or something like that. I can't remember. It was, like, 18, 19. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's, a, that, that's a big lesson. Go ahead. Yeah. So I got the job in. I, I was working in this department and I started meeting people that went to University of Texas, which is a prestigious school in Texas. Oh, it is. Texas Tech, like big major universities. And I'm talking to them and I'm a student of life. I learned from everybody. I do not take anything from granted. I think I, I learned from everybody, even kids I learned from. So sure. I'm learning from these people by asking probing questions. Like, yeah. what did you go to school for? How uh, have you applied your college degree to the job you're currently doing? And I'm just taking the assessment. I'm doing a hypothesis. Like I'm thinking, but I had a conclusion already set in my head, but I wanted to make sure my hypothesis was correct. Sure. So I'm asking them all these questions. And what I came up to discover was they were not using their college degree. No. They are in debt for X amount of dollars because yeah. they went to college, but they did it because they felt like it was status quo, but they didn't have purpose. They didn't do it because it was what they loved 
or what they were passionate about. They did it because that's what society said they needed to do. Absolutely. And that, man, I tell you what, that happens um, all the time. And I knew you were going to say that because most people are not necessarily utilizing their college degree. And then when you're in college, they tell you the answer to the riddle is that you need uh, to do this so people can know that you can learn to do things. That's what they tell you, Shaywin. That's what they tell you. But that wasn't good enough for you. And we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and uh, we're going to really dive into Elevate Cannabis and looking forward to that. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits and Plant Profits uh, is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions and uh, Shaywoon, uh, who is the CEO and founder of Elevate 8, and I will be right back. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say, Razzie Berry, we're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. That's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line. Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits uh, is fueled by Protus Global People Solutions. And I'm here today with Shay Woon Adedeje. And he is the CEO and the founder of Elevate cannabis and we're in this conversation and and we're about to get into elevate aid so i want to know about the name okay because i'm sure there's a story behind the name and the vision of that business tell us about that 
Yeah, so I came up with the name because Elevate is something that I've always, the name Elevate is something I always resonated with. It's like, you just get uplifted. I'm an uplifted person. I'm an elevated person. If you're around me, my energy is contagious because I just love, I see life differently and I just love life. So uh, Elevate came about um, because I wanted to create generational wealth, not just for myself, but for everyone that looked like me. I noticed that there was a wealth gap within our community. Mm-hmm. I noticed that there was a dis, uh, uh, African-Americans were disproportionately affected by the war on drugs. And Absolutely. I noticed that there was only less than 1% African-American ownership when I got started. Now, that's interesting because the, 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 the statistics that I see is 4.3%. Yeah, right. I started my journey. It, yeah. it went up a little bit, but okay. still, when you look at the when you look at just the um, just the overall arrest rate, African Americans mm-hmm. arrested at four point five percent more likely to be arrested for marijuana possession, right? And yes, and, and the consumption of marijuana per rate on average is more in the white community. One hundred percent correct. correct. So I started looking at this and I'm like, okay, this is, there there has to be, there has to be something. I didn't see people that look like me really being represented in this industry. So I set out to, uh, on a journey to really change that. And one of the few things that I discovered during this journey was one, how heavily capitalized you need to be in order to get into the cannabis industry is no Just to open a cannabis retail dispensary, you need about a million dollars to successfully open a retail cannabis business. One location? One location. Shaywoon, a million dollars. One million dollars to successfully open a retail cannabis dispensary. If I had a million dollars to put into cannabis, opening a dispensary, how long would it take me? Even though I got the money, how long would it take me to do it? Two to three years. That's why it costs so much. Okay. Now, keep in mind, that's not, it, it could cost even more than that. But on average, depending yeah. on the state that you're in, okay, million dollars. So right? why did you choose Oregon? Oregon, uh, one, they didn't have a residency requirement. Okay. Two, um, Oregon had unlimited licenses. Okay. So that became a little bit more, um, it became more favorable to me because the state I was in, Washington State, didn't basically, um, there were a lottery market, so they give out a limited amount of licenses. So I started my journey in Oregon um, and I got rejected for about two years um, because the first thing you need to do to get into the cannabis industry, one, you need to read the state law, understand the law. Yeah. Two, understand <laughs> the city law. Once you understand those things, you're what you, you that's weapon. That's your Bible. That's that's how you need to then structure your uh-huh. path forward. Because okay. now once you have the knowledge, you know, okay, I gotta get A to get to B to get to C. C. You yeah. know exactly the steps that's needed for them to not deny you access to this emerging market. And um, so one of the things I did was I tell people I became my COE. And what that means is chief of everything. Okay. I did everything. I was my attorney, my COO, CFO. Mm-hmm. I did it. The and COE. I love that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I was. And I was not, you know, I started the journey. I didn't even have a mill. Honestly, I only had $50,000. Right. And I worked a nine to five. I worked for a corporation. I made them a ton of money. I felt undervalued. I didn't feel like I, I turned, you know, failing retail stores. And when I got there, they started succeeding. We beat best month in business every time. Uh-huh. So I'm like, damn, I have a value. I have an, I'm, I'm, I'm an asset, but I yeah. valued. So I wanted to. That's good. That's good. So you found out, you, again, you're getting confidence, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. you know that I can run a business. Boom. That's yes. When I worked for this corporation, yeah. I started seeing the numbers I was doing from past yeah. months to yeah. like when someone else managed it and yeah. see what they did compared to when I started managing it. And I'm getting this, you know, stores to be like top sales uh, stores in our district or yeah. doing different things. I started thinking to myself, I said, you know what? I don't have enough money, but I have a skill set that's yeah. valuable, right? Yeah. And I bet on my skill set. So I knew I didn't have money, but I had the skill set. Why a dispensary and not a growing facility? Because I cannot grow to save my life and I'll okay. <laughs> That's um, the truth. Honest truth. Um, I did not put the time, nor do I want to put the time. I tell okay. people, you got to find your purpose and your passion. Everyone right. tries to do things that they're not, they, like find like what, I tell people, if you're going to get in the cannabis industry, yeah. Industry so new, it needs everything. You can use your current skill set and make money in the cannabis industry. There's only 33 states in the United States with some type of cannabis legalization. There's 50 states in the United States. There's only yeah. 11 states with recreational marijuana legalization. Opportunities unlimited. Exactly. It's big. It's big. Exactly. Now, what is the vision for your business? Where are you going? Where are you now and where are you going? Yes. So right now we're a multi-state operator. We're the okay. largest outside of Viola. We become the largest African, second largest African-American owned um, chain in the United States. Okay. Um, when you look at our vision, our vision is to continue to elevate our community. And one of the ways that I we're doing it. that is by turn it like, you know, people say, Shane, you're successful. I do not define success as me becoming wealthy. I uh-huh. define success as how many people have I been able to turn into multimillionaires. So that's yeah. my passion. That's my purpose. I okay. want to use this cannabis industry to bring our people out of poverty mindset into more of a wealth and sustainable uh, lifestyle. I, I look at, you know, being um, living in the position that I've lived in, it gives me different perspective. I've also had the opportunity to help craft legalization bills in states um, that mm-hmm. were looking to uh, become uh, legal. One of the states that we helped and we lobbied in um, to make it more inclusive, even though it did not turn out the way we intended, was we lobbied to remove real estate as a criteria from cannabis legalization. It needs to go because right now, when you look at uh, Boston, perfect example, yes. they have, they're giving out 80 licenses in Boston. Boston has 800,000 uh, in population mm-hmm. with 80 licenses. When now buildings are restricted, so you have to be in a certain zone to get your business going. You have to be a thousand five hundred square footage from a K two twelve grade. You have to be a thousand square footage away from another existing dispensary. And what then happens is 
you, you, your property, um, uh, where you can actually put your business decrease. So people are paying anywhere from like a hundred thousand to 200,000 a month in Boston in the hopes of winning a license. And earlier I told you that it takes about two to three years to yeah. get your business going. So yeah. imagine paying that for two to three years in the hopes of winning a license. It puts our people at a huge disadvantage. It does yeah. not give us the opportunity to really create generational wealth. So in Illinois, we lobbied for real estate to be removed. We also lobbied for a $35 million revolving loan, which they granted. Now the, the license just came out. They're giving out 75 and it's not equitable because the, the way the intentions of the bill, the way it was written, um, there was a lot of loopholes. Um, it's disappointing, but at the same time, I know that we're gonna get we, we're gonna get it fixed. Um, now, second, we're working with Oregon to make a social equity um, run uh, mm -hmm. to get more uh, people of color into the cannabis industry, and we're trying to bring what we did in Illinois to Oregon. How many dispensaries do you have now? Four. Okay, and you have Oregon and Massachusetts. We and Mass you, do you have three in Mass? Exactly. Yeah. So our, our first one is opening this month. So uh, that's great. After two years and 10 months, uh, you, you just imagine what I've been spending. But outside of the cannabis industry, I diversified my portfolio. So I own a real estate company. So each of my uh, dispensary, um, we have properties in downtown Massachusetts. Okay. We own them outright. Okay. Well, smart man. That That's the way to do it. If you're going to get in an expensive business, you got to start owning part of the value chain. And, and that is what you're doing. And that's awesome. I really love the time that we spent together, uh, Shay Woon. I really, I really do. You have a, a tremendous story to tell, and this is not enough time to tell it. And we got to keep talking, you and I, about what you're doing. And we're going to do whatever we can to help you. You can come here and talk about what's happening in your business and what you're doing in social equity. This is a good place for you. So thank you for showing up here today. And uh, I, I've spent my time today with, with uh, a, a young man who's the youngest black dispensary owner. Now we know he owns four dispensaries and it is growing. He's a multi-state operator uh, in the cannabis space. Shay Woon. Shay Woon Adediji is the CEO and founder of Elevate 8. And uh, thank you uh, for, for being our guest today. Thank you all for joining us. I am Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. And you can download episodes of Plant Profits uh, by going on CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Radio is, is my partner here. And they're amazing. Uh, we have an amazing relationship. They're great people to work with. Or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast portals, you can find Plant Profits. Follow Protus Global through our social network, including LinkedIn, Instagram, and again, all of the major uh, portals and networks and social media. Finally, learn more about how we're building companies and how we're changing lives. ProtusGlobal.com. That is P-R-O-T-I-S global g-l-o-b-a-l dot com until next time cheers
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.